or to what God will do. Why don't you bow your head with me, Heavenly Father, we need you today. God, we thank you for the spirit that we feel in this room right now. God, you are our deliverer, you are our savior, you are our everything. God, and I ask that you would open me up today, God, to let your word flow out of me, but open us all up, God, to receive that word, to let it find good ground in my heart, that I could be a better person tomorrow than I am today, that I could do your will, that I could walk after you, and that I could know who I am in you. God, it is in your name that we ask it today. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, here at Tree of Life last Sunday, Pastor Urshan preached about the way, the truth, and the life. How many is glad you're walking on that narrow path? Amen. And yes, we're jogging for Jesus. Some of us are jogging for Jesus. Praise God. Amen. If you're looking for a way today, I'm here to tell you he's still that way. If you're looking for truth today, I'm here to tell you he's still that truth and if you're looking for life, well, he is the everlasting life. Praise God. Amen. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dovetail today a little bit. If you have a Bible, go with me to the book of Galatians chapter 1 and just park it there. Because I want to dovetail off of last week's word a little bit. And I want to preach to you today simply Jesus. Simply Jesus. Now hold on to that text in Galatians 1. The book of Galatians is a, a short and simple and direct book in the Bible that proclaims the gospel of Jesus Christ, specifically to a group of people who were already believers. Many of them had already been saved there at Galatia. Many of them had already had an understanding of Jesus. Paul was preaching to the choir a little bit at Galatia. When he wrote to them, and he was kind of reinstating the simplicity of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because it doesn't matter how long you've been saved, and it doesn't matter how long you've been coming to church, or how much you know about God, you never get to a place where you outgrow the simplicity of the gospel. Mm. Thank God for that today. Some of us are spiritual carnivores, right? We love the meat of the word. Pastor, don't bother me with the milk. Don't bother me with the easy stuff. Give me the deep stuff. Give me the good things. Give me the types and shadows and the revelatory preaching. And we get some of the best of that around here. But I got to tell you, there is something to be said for the simplicity of the gospel. Mm. Simply put, today, the word simple means an absence of complication. Absence of complication. And I'm thankful for that because I'm a simple guy who needs a simple gospel. Amen? Don't ever underestimate or shortchange the simplicity of this message. I know it's simple, but it still confounds the wise. Yeah, I know it's not complicated and, and it seems foolish to unbelievers, but the gospel is still the only thing that saves us. Yeah. What is the gospel, Brother Sizemore? It, it's a word that means good news. And what's the good news? It's the life, the death, the burial, the resurrection, and the return of Jesus Christ. Amen? Now, we sum that up by saying simply the death, burial, and the resurrection. But, 
You know, the scripture says and tells us that the shepherds, when they saw and heard the angels at Jesus' birth, they described it as glad tidings to all people. They described it as good news. And let's face it, when Christ returns for his church, those of us that are ready to meet him, that's going to be some good news, right? That's going to be some good news to all of us. You need to know today that you're in a good news church. This is not a bad news church. This is a good news church. And here's the good news about the good news. Are you ready? It's for everybody. Bible says that Jesus came to seek and to save all who were lost. It's not the will of God that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Somebody say all. 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 That word all, that, that, that's a funny word. If you look it up in the Greek, it simply means all. Yeah, imagine that. It means all. Not some, not a few, not just those that are qualified, not those who do it like I do it. No, it means all. All. God told Abraham, he said, through you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. When God says all nations, he meant all. But, but the Jewish scholars interpreted that to mean all Jewish nations. That's what they thought it meant, right? They put that caveat, but that's not what God said. God said all, and when God says all, he means all. And as a Gentile here today, I'm telling you, I'm glad that he meant all. I'm glad he didn't limit it to one group. I'm glad he didn't limit it to a few, but he made it available for all. John's Gospel, chapter 1, this is not my text, but it says, There came a man sent from God, his name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him, through Jesus, all men might believe. All. And then he, Jesus, came to his own, but his own did not receive him. I want you to notice that John points out a difference between those who believe and those who receive. Right? He says some are going to believe in Jesus and that's where they're going to stop. But there will be other people who not only believe, but they will also receive him. And to those who believe in his name and receive him, to them he gives the right to become the children of God. John says if you want to be a child of God, you must believe and receive. Right? So that's why Paul, when he, when he came along some believers in Acts chapter 19, they said, yeah, you know, Paul, we're like you. We, we're believers. And Paul said, that's awesome, guys. But I got to ask you, have you received since you believed? Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? I want you to hear me. It is possible to believe and not receive. But it is impossible to receive and not believe. Are there any receivers in the house today? Oh, thank God for those who didn't stop at believing, but we received him today. So there's a dilemma going on in, in Galatia, Galatians, the book of Galatians. Paul has gone to Galatia. He's preached Jesus. Uh, he had a great revival. People got saved. He established a church there. You can read all about that in Acts chapter 13 and 14. 
But then Paul moves on because that's what apostles do, right? They stay in one place for a little while, they preach Jesus, they see revival, they establish a church, and then they move on and they do it all over again. That's what apostles do. So Paul leaves Galatia, and when he does, there are some Jewish Christians that come in behind him, and they start telling the believers of Galatia and the receivers there that what they experienced wasn't enough. These other Christians came along and caused the Galatians to doubt the veracity of Jesus alone. And they started preaching and teaching variations of the gospel message. And it wasn't that they, it wasn't that they were teaching a doctrine that was anti-Jesus. No, they still believed in Jesus, but they were teaching a message that said it's Jesus plus. Hmm. It's Jesus plus. Now, I got to tell you, in our culture today, plus is a popular thing, Right? It's popular to add plus to just about everything, right? Whether it's technology, whether it's entertainment, it seems like if you add plus to it, it's going to be a big hit, right? So we've got Amazon Plus. And we've got Google Plus and Verizon Plus and Disney Plus and Amazon Plus and Hulu Plus and ESPN Plus. And the advertisers are telling us that regular Amazon isn't good enough anymore. You got to go get Amazon Plus. Yeah. And we, we, you know, it's plus. And if it ain't plus, I ain't interested, right? Well, that's what the Jewish Christians were doing to the Galatians. They were telling them that Jesus alone wasn't good enough Faith alone in Christ wasn't doing the job, so they started propagating a Jesus plus gospel. It was Jesus plus Jewish tradition. It was Jesus plus the law. It was Jesus plus circumcision. It was Jesus plus dietary restriction. It was Jesus plus personal ideology. And it was as if the gospel and the good news wasn't enough. So they started teaching and preaching Jesus plus. It was confusing, right? It was causing the Galatian believers to get sideways and to get consumed with things that, that Paul never wanted them to get consumed with in the first place. And so Paul is shocked to learn this. He's, he's shocked, and, and this is what causes him to write the letter to the Galatian church in order to combat this Jesus plus gospel. And when you read the book of Galatians in your Bible, you see Paul communicating a theme to them that says, hey, don't believe this false gospel. Don't believe this Jesus plus. The message that you need to believe is simply Jesus. Simply Jesus. Galatians chapter 1 and verse number 6 Paul says, I am shocked that you are turning away so soon from God who called you to himself through the loving mercy of Christ. And you're following a different way that pretends to be the good news. But it is not the good news at all. You're being fooled by those that deliberately twist the truth concerning Christ. 
Let God's curse fall on anyone, including or even an angel from heaven who preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preached. Let that person be cursed. I say again, verse 9, that we have said before, if anybody preaches any other good news than the one you welcomed, let that person be cursed. Paul wanted strong words from Paul. by some other gospel or some other idea. No, it's still simple faith through believing and receiving. It is still simply Jesus. It's not Jesus plus good works. It's not Jesus plus the right politics. It's not Jesus plus social activism. It's not Jesus plus my intellect. No, it's simply Jesus. Paul said "Let that Jesus plus anything is different than what I preach to you. And my revelation, Paul said, didn't come from man. It came from God. And I'm telling you, Jesus is enough. I want to tell you today, Jesus plus nothing is enough. Amen. It's simply Jesus. The Bible tells us that God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. And that was supposed to be enough. If the people would have just strived to keep the ten, then they would have been all right. But the people got a hold of it, and they decided it wasn't comprehensive enough, and so they, they plussed it, <laughs> right? It, it became the Ten Commandments plus, Right? The Ten Commandments, and, and that created a whole new set of issues. And so what did they need to do? Well, we got to plus it again. And then we got to plus it again. And they had to plus it one more time. And by the time they were all said and done, they had plussed it 603 times. Yeah. They went from having ten very simple, easy-to-understand commandments to having 613 laws. And you needed a law degree to figure it all out. And they were killing themselves just trying to keep the law. And I got to tell you today, that's part of the problem of just trying to keep the law. Is that the human mind will never let it be enough. Yeah. You, 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 you never know when you've done enough. There, 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 well, there's there, there's got to be an, an explanation. There's got to be something more. I prayed, I prayed one prayer. Do I need to pray two prayers? And, and, and I did this. Do I need to do more? I mean, how much is enough? Maybe I need to add this and add that just to cover my basis. And, and what if this happens? And what if that happens? And before we know it, we've shackled ourselves and bound ourselves with things that God never intended us to get bound by. And this is what the Jews did. Their idea of the law and their interpretation of it could never be fulfilled by mortal man. They had plussed it so many times that they put it out of reach for themselves. Yeah. What God intended to be simple and achievable became complicated and unachievable all because man wouldn't leave it alone. God help us today to have enough faith to know when to leave your word alone. Mm. 
So God had to come to earth himself because he was the only one that could live up to it. Yeah? He robes himself in flesh, becomes a man, and when he does, he doesn't do away with the law. A lot of people get upset about, I wish he would have just did away with it. No, he didn't do away with the law. Bible says he didn't come to, to, to get, get away with it. He came to fulfill it. And he comes to the earth and he fulfills the law. And by fulfilling the law, he reduces it from 613 back to 10. And then from 10 down to 2. And then from 2 ultimately to 1. And Paul tells the New Testament church, the law might have been 613, it might have been 10, it might have been 2, but now it's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is above all, who is through all, and who is in you all. That's simple. And so Jesus Christ fulfills the law. And then he simplifies it. He, he uncomplicates it so that everybody can understand it. So that everyone, so that all could believe and receive. It was simply Jesus. You got to understand today that this gospel we preach is meant to be a simple gospel. It is. The good news isn't complicated. Now, now, we very often wrap it up in fancy packaging, and we very often communicate it in various ways, but the message itself, the gospel, it's simple, and it's, it's the simplicity of the good news. It is still the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That is still the thing that saves me. I still need to repent of my sins. I still need to be buried with him in water baptism, having his name applied to my life. I still need to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I know there's a lot of other things, but never let me forget, it's still simply Jesus. Even Jesus was tempted with his God-given identity. Even Jesus was tempted to try to find his value and worth in a plus gospel. Let me tell you, your Bible in the book of Mark chapter 1 tells you that Jesus had not done anything yet. He was just arriving on the scene. A lot of people didn't even know who he was at this point. He's just kind of stepping out. He just kind of, he hasn't done a thing, but he comes and he lets John baptize him, right? He hadn't even done it. He hadn't done a miracle. He hadn't preached a sermon, but he lets his cousin John baptize him. And when Jesus comes up out of the water, the Bible says a voice comes down from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now, I want you to catch this. Jesus hasn't done anything. And when he's baptized, the voice from heaven says three things to him. He says, this is my son. This is my son. In other words, you belong. I, I love you. I am well pleased. I love you. 
He says, and heaven is pleased, you matter. Hear it. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. All it took was for Jesus to sync up with heaven via baptism and the spirit to descend upon him for him to hear, you belong, you are loved, and you matter. That was it. Now watch what happens. Jesus leaves that place in Mark chapter 1. He's not even dried off yet from being baptized. And the Bible says that the spirit drove him into the wilderness. Now, it's interesting to me that Israel ended up in the wilderness in the book of Exodus because they disobeyed the Spirit of God. Jesus ends up in the wilderness in Mark 1 because he obeyed the Spirit of God. I'm going to tell you right now, if you find yourself in the wilderness, you better know how you got there. You better know who sent you there. Was it your flesh that caused you to end up there or did the spirit drive you there? Because if the spirit drove you there, then you're walking in the right way. Then you're doing the right thing. If my flesh caused me to be in the wilderness, I might be walking after the flesh and that's not a good thing. But when the spirit drives you into the wilderness, that means only good things are going to come out of that. So the Spirit drives Jesus to the wilderness, but when he gets into that wilderness, he is tempted by Satan. Matthew chapter 4 outlines this. And Satan tempts Jesus with three false gospels. He tempts him with three plus gospels. That first plus gospel presented to Jesus was this. Jesus you are only as good as what you do. If you are the Son of God, do something. If you are the Son of God, turn those stones into bread. Do something. Mind you, Jesus had just heard from heaven saying, you belong, you are loved, and you matter. No additions needed. No pluses needed. But Satan's other gospel says, you are really only as good as what you do. I'm going to tell you today, our world would have us to believe the false gospel that we are only as good as what we do. Yeah, well, what, what, what do you do? What, do you, what, what are you going to do? What do you do for a living? What, what are you going to do about that? Well, uh, you, you need to do something. And, and if we're not careful, we can buy into the false gospel that it's Jesus plus what I do. No. But I've come to point you back to the true gospel today, that only what you do for Christ will last. It's not what I do, it's what Christ does in me. Yeah, it's what Christ does in me. It's not not Jesus plus my doing. It's not by my might or my power, it's by the Spirit, says the Lord. It's not Jesus plus what I do, it's simply Jesus. Second plus gospel that the devil wanted Jesus to believe was that you are only as good as what you have. Tried to tell him he was only as good as what he did. Now he wants him to believe he's only as good as what he has. 
Jesus is taken up to the top of the pinnacle. He's told him, Jesus, you can have anything and everything that you want if you'll just bow down to the prince of this world. You can have, and boy, isn't this prevalent today, because we want to have. Oh, God help us. We, we want to have. We, we want to plus everything, right? We, we, the, the world has defined us by what we have or what we don't have. We, we want more. We, we need more. Our appetite for stuff is never satisfied. And we think we're doing good. But I got to tell you today, it's a false gospel. And I'm not, I'm not against having stuff today. Please understand. I just got to make sure that the stuff doesn't have me. Yeah? Yeah. What, what I have does not define who I am. No, what I have in this world doesn't determine my anointing. What I have in this world doesn't determine my status with heaven. What I, my possessions, it's not about any of that stuff. It's not Jesus plus what I have. It is simply Jesus. And when I have Jesus, I have all I need. Mm. So the devil says, all right, you're only, you're only as good as what you do. You're only as good as what you have. But then there was a third one, and he said, no, you are only as good as what others think about you. Satan told Jesus, if you are who you say you are, throw yourself down from this high place. Yeah. In other words, if you are who you say you are, then you're going to care what it is that I think about you. Yeah, you're going to care. You'll, you'll want to prove yourself because you don't want everybody to think you can't. You, you, don't, don't you care about what others think about you? And he tries to put doubt and uncertainty in Jesus' mind. But it's a false gospel. It's a false gospel. He's trying to tell Jesus it's Jesus plus what everybody else thinks about me. It's Jesus plus how everybody else perceives me and perceives my life. But it's false because what others think does not define my value and my worth. Only what Jesus thinks of me really matters. Satan tried to tell him, it's what you do, and it's what you have, and it's what other people think of you, and how, and so Jesus is being bombarded by these false gospels. He's being bombarded by this Jesus plus idea, and how did Jesus respond to the false gospels? Eh, oh, some of y'all know. Every time, some of y'all reading your Bible, praise God for that. Every time the devil presents Jesus with a plus gospel, with, with a false gospel, every time he does it, every time he presents it, Jesus simply says, it is written. No, I appreciate the plus, but it is written. 
I appreciate that you'd want me to believe that I am what I do and I am what I have and I am what other people think about me, but no, Jesus said, it is written. Devil, you're trying to sell me on one of these false gospels, but I need you to know that the word of God has already been spoken over my life. I, I am who he says I am. I am what heaven says I am, and I don't need to add anything. I, I don't need your opinion. I don't need this world's idea. It's only Jesus. It's simply Jesus. Oh, I got to tell you today that, that that's why it's important to know what the Word says about you lest you believe what the world says about you. I got to say that again. It's important for you to know what the Word says about you lest you believe what the world says about you. Oh, I know this world's got its own ideas. They've got their own ideologies. They've, they've got their own gospels that they preach. they got their own things, but, but it is written. I'm not following what everybody else says. No, I, I know what the Lord said about me. I know what the gospel says about me. I know what Jesus said about me. And it's simply Jesus. Me and Jesus, we, we've got this thing going on. See? Yeah, yeah. I want you to hear me today, and I'm, I'm working toward a closed musicians. You can start rustling. Paul told the church at Corinth, he said this, he said, I am determined not to know anything among you. Well, wait, 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 wait a minute. What? Now, Paul, don't you want to know? Don't you want to know what everybody else is saying? Mm -mm. Paul, don't you want to know what, 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 what I've done? No, no. I love you, but I don't care. That's how some of y'all come to church, by the way. Yeah. I love you, but I don't care. I say that in love. We really do care. I'm just... But Paul, don't you want to know that, don't you want to know what I, what I have? And don't you want to know what other people, Paul said, listen, I, I am not interested in anything among you except one thing and one thing alone, simply Jesus. It's Jesus Christ and him crucified. What's he saying? He's telling them the same thing that he told the Galatians. I'm determined not to get cut up, caught up in some other false gospel. I'm determined not to believe what the world wants me to believe, but it's simply Jesus. The only gospel is simply Jesus Christ and him crucified. Oh, there is no other gospel. There is no other idea. There is no other way. There's one way. There's one truth. There's one life. And it's simply Jesus. Oh, if you're glad for that today, somebody give him some praise. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I gotta tell you, this world is preaching its own plus message. This world would like you to believe that you will never be enough. 
They want you to believe that you have to do more. They want you to believe that you have to have more. They want you to believe that you have to be more. If you don't like who you are, be somebody else. That's what they'll tell you. If you don't like what you are, be something else. That's what they'll tell you. The world would have you and I to believe that if you don't like the truth, find your own truth. Like Sister Oprah, you get a truth and you get a truth and you get a truth. You get a truth. No, no, it isn't my truth, it's simply Jesus. It's the truth. It's the truth. No, if you don't like the path you're on, create your own path. That's what the world says. If you don't like your life, change your life, or better yet, end your life. That's what they want you to believe. That's what they would have you to believe. You have no worth. You have no value. That's what the world is preaching. This world will always have a different gospel for us to buy into. But I'm going to tell you what the problem with their gospel is. It's this. That all the world's gospel and all the world's pluses lead us to sin. And then sin comes with its own plus. It's called death. Yeah. And we've been working so hard to add this and to add that and plus this and plus that. And all of that plusing has led me to bondage. And it turns out all the people, places, and things that I was trying to add that I thought was going to help me was just really lulling me into a false sense of hope, a false gospel. And now I've got, now I've got these bad habits, and now I've got these, I've made some bad choices, and I'm dealing with the fallout of things in my life, and now I've got these things that I didn't want to begin with, but because I tried to plus and I, I tried to add when I shouldn't have added and I, I tried to do the things I shouldn't have done and because we believed another gospel, we find ourselves living out the words of Paul in Romans chapter 7 when he said, I try to do good things, but I can't. And I, I, I don't want to be evil, but I can't help it and I, and when I would do good, evil is present with me. And I, I feel like I'm being made a prisoner. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who can deliver me? Notice he didn't say what can deliver me. He said who. Let me tell you, your deliverance isn't a what. Your deliverance is a who. man that I am who can deliver me from the body of this sin and death and he answers his own question who can Jesus can oh thanks be unto our Lord Jesus Christ because what the law couldn't do for me and what all the pluses couldn't do for me, it was simply Jesus that did the work. Oh. 
It's in Jesus that dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. It's only Jesus. It's not my intellect. It's not, it's not my ideology. It's not what I, what I do or what I don't do. It's simply Jesus. Because only Jesus can satisfy my soul. Only Jesus can wash me and make me whole. Only Jesus can remove the guilty stain. Only Jesus, only Jesus loved me enough to become my Savior and my friend. Oh, if you're glad today that you've come in contact with Jesus, if you're thankful that Jesus did the work for you today, why don't you stand to your feet with me right now? Come on, why don't you stand up and lift your hands and begin to thank God? Oh, thank you, Jesus. I want you to hear me today. Jesus is still enough. Do you know that Jesus loves you? Some of you need to hear that today. Jesus loves you. He doesn't just love the idea of you. He loves you. Right now, right where you're at, right in the middle of your mess, Jesus loves you. And that doesn't mean he agrees with everything you do. That doesn't mean he agrees with all of your choices. He, it doesn't mean he condones everything you do and who you do it with. It, but you cannot impress him enough to make him love you any more than he already does because while we were yet sinners. Oh, thank God that I didn't have to be good enough. Thank God that I didn't have to do all of the law. I didn't, have to, I didn't have to be good enough. I didn't have to have my house all in order. No, thank God. Thank God that Jesus loved me where I was. That he took my place on a cross. He shed his own blood and he died and rose again. And there's a promise that I have that he's coming back for me. Oh, thank God for it today. I can't think of any greater love than simply Jesus. Would you bow your head today and close your eyes? I, I feel like having a good old-fashioned altar call today. Because there's somebody in this house, you're struggling with all the pluses. You're struggling with whether or not you're good enough. You're struggling with whether or not God loves you or cares about you or anybody loves you or cares about you. And I've come to tell you today, throw away all the pluses. Get rid of all the world's ideologies. It is simple. It's easy to understand. It's simply Jesus. And I'm here to tell you today, if you'll repent of your sins, if you'll be baptized in the only saving name of Jesus Christ, if you'll let him fill you with that promised spirit today, then I assure you God will turn your life around. He will do things that you did not think were possible for your life if you will simply come to him.
I wonder who would today as we get ready to sing. I wonder who will come today and say, I just want simply Jesus. I'm not interested in all the other stuff. I just want to encounter Jesus. I just want Jesus to touch me. I just want Jesus to get a hold of my life. I just need him today. Come on, as we sing, who will come today? It's simply Jesus. simply you today. You are good in your way. God, I come and I pour my heart out to you. God, I, Jesus, I don't want to get caught up in the world's ideology, God. I, I need you. You are enough. You are enough, God. All my trust is in Come on, somebody. Somebody needs to come today. Somebody needs to come and wrap your arms around Jesus. You are good in your way. Oh, you don't Someone know what they're going through. They need Jesus. In your 